Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of the Smart Marks of Wrestling Podcast presented by thesportster.com. My name is Jim Parsons, I'm here with the Sportster. we got tons to go through, but it is Royal Rumble weekend, so of course we're going to be talking almost all about the Royal Rumble. That is this episode of the Smart Marks of Wrestling Podcast presented by thesportster.com on Anchor.fm. Welcome back, everybody, to the Smart Marks of Wrestling Podcast, presented by thesportster.com. I'm your regular host, Jim Parsons, and I got somebody back with me. Brandon, how you doing, buddy? Are doing you? great. It's been a while. I uh, We had a little connection issue there, but I'm here. I'm here. Uh, <laughs> well, it's been weeks since we've been able to do this and, and align our schedules, but I couldn't think of a better show to do it on than the show prior to the Royal Rumble, my personal favorite pay-per-view of the year in WWE. What about you? Is it your favorite or is WrestleMania still the king? No, I mean, it's. I think it's always been the Royal Rumble just because, I mean, everybody leading up to the Rumble has always been great. So you always had Rumble, like No Way Out or the Elimination Chamber. And then Mania obviously is just the, the cream of the crop. But the Rumble, just the surprises you can get in it, the returns. Um, you know, AJ Styles debuting, for example, is probably still one of my favorite moments ever uh in wrestling <laughs> so to have stuff like that and the potential for things like that it's good uh, it's, it's it, yeah it's great yeah it totally sets you sets everything up for the biggest show that they call the biggest show which is wrestlemania everything starts at the rumble yeah. they've got the biggest potential for surprises there's always a huge match or two the match itself which includes 30 people is usually a surprise often a letdown but sometimes you get something you weren't quite expecting which <laughs> makes it totally fun for me and yeah. there's lots of news headed into it we'll cover that right away before we do let's remind everybody where they can hear us anchor.fm is the main place and because now we're getting a little bit more buzz every week a little more and a little more, which produces the show you can do uh facebook live with me on monday nights and we're going to do a facebook live on sunday night talking about the rumble so we'll break down the entire pay-per-view we'll go through all the news and rumors from the show we'll do that live on facebook so you go to the sports.com facebook page or the Facebook.com, the sports shirt, to catch us there. Of course, Wednesdays and Fridays, the newscast reports and wrestling write-ups. We cover all of our podcasts there. So go to your favorite podcast platform, download the show, subscribe to it, rate it, give us a five-star ratings on Apple Podcasts, all that fun stuff. We're everywhere, except YouTube, because I'm super bad at updating those. I'm, that's my fault. So at one <laughs> point, I'll sit down and I'll get to it, I promise. But... Thank you for people that are tuning in and rating and subscribe and subscribe to the show. We appreciate it. So I mean, did you hear that, all the things that Jim goes through for this podcast and and just for the uh, the social media side of it? I, I mean, it, it's okay with YouTube being like one thing that's kind of neglected. If that, uh, that's all yeah, it is. And don't don't forget too. I mean, I don't know how many people that listen to this know this, but we are huge wrestling fans, you and I. But we are also massive NHL hockey fans, and we do a lot of that. Too. So when we're not doing wrestling, we're doing a ton of hockey stuff. And I've started another hockey site, and I'm running a site, and I've got my YouTube channel there. So it's been quite busy, and things are a little hectic. But uh, yeah, you got to find time to fit it in, and every week we're going to do this uh, podcast. So I'm super excited to talk about the Rumble. We'll predict the card a little bit. We'll go through the matches, see who we think is going to win. Obviously, there's some things we won't know. There's only, what, what you say, six or seven people listed for the women's Royal Rumble match, which we might not even be allowed to call the women's Royal Rumble anymore, uh, based on the comments Becky Lynch said. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about the idea of social media. We brought it up last week, 
and we're going to debate that one a little bit. And then, of course, there's some news and rumors to go through. So where should we start? Should we talk Rumble first? Should we talk news and rumors? Or should we talk the idea of wrestlers using social media these days? Where do you want to go first? I'll let you choose. We can kind of blend the three together, and I think we can start with social media. Okay. Uh, specifically because Sarah Logan announced on her Twitter, there's, there's, there's five women announced for the Rumble match, for the women's match. Right. Uh, and one of the announcements was Sarah Logan making her uh, entry known on Twitter. So there's social media and the Rumble and news, all three in one. And it, I think it's a, it's a good sign that like, or, or a good uh, segue into what you want to talk about too, where social media and wrestling and, and the way it's used and the way it's uh, even like wrestlers and I guess the personalities for character to specifically whatnot is interesting to me. It's a new way to well, do it. I wonder if the reason that she has not been announced on television or programming or what have you is because, and no offense, no personal shot at Sarah Logan, it's Sarah Logan. So it's not like she's <laughs> one of the top, you know, five in the division. And that actually, when I saw the graphic of who was in there, you've got, what is it, Sarah Logan, Nikki Cross, Alexa Bliss, Charlotte Flair, and um, who's the other one? There's one more or something, maybe. Charlotte, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross, Sarah Logan, Natalia. But so Natalia, yeah, that's the other one. So it's it's interesting that they're doing that now. When it comes to social media, I totally understand completely why WWE uses that as a way to get news out. So whether it's an announcement of some kind or a promotion of a match for an upcoming Raw or SmackDown, or you're talking about some sort of press release thing and you're putting it on social media, I I get all that. You got to do that if you're wwe and you have as many million subscribers as you do on all your different channels absolutely 100 percent. you got to take advantage of it and use it and they should be posting stuff like every five seconds that's how busy they are and what they should be doing what i was more curious about and why the topic of social media came up to me was a few things one we've got all these characters starting to break kayfabe which is like bray wyatt and lana and they're going on social media and they're saying stuff that is totally out of character, which you would never have done a few years ago, even back as far as a couple years ago that you wouldn't have seen that. Yeah. Two, there's another guy and his name is Killer Cross. He's a free agent. And the rumors are he's going to sign with WWE at some point. But he hears what people are talking about, which is don't go there. And the question now that Marty Skrull signed with ROH, you know what I mean? Like, you never know. So he's put a, a, you know, a survey out on social media asking actually asking fans to help him determine where he should go. So there's use by that. And then there's, of course, you know, the whole trying to further your character by being a total douchebag, which somebody like Seth Rollins has done and other people have got on the social media. Corey Grace, for example, even the guys from Revival, what was it, Dawson or Dash Wild? One of them said, yeah, Arusa said, Corey Grace is a really good friend of mine. He only does this on social media so that you'll listen to his podcast. This is yeah. a guy who notoriously <laughs> sticks his foot in his mouth. Right. And he do it, he's doing it on Twitter. And sometimes he leaves, sometimes he comes back or whatever. And the Young Bucks have actually left. They've completely ditched Twitter altogether because yeah. they, they think it's such a bad to mentally nowadays. But it can also be such a bad place and a bitter enemy for something that you want to try to do. So my question is this has it ruined wrestling? That was the first thing I wanted to like, has it made wrestling better? Because you know people who follow it don't want to have things spoiled and we're in the business of talking about reports and then a lot of times we talk about rumors and sometimes we spoil stuff right so is it bad is it not a good thing to do to be on social media all the time if you don't want to know what could be happening at the royal rumble i don't know how many articles we've written about edge you know possibly coming back right is it bad yeah. is it bad that wrestlers are using it is it bad that 
wrestlers are supposed to be using it. Like, what's your immediate response to social media and how it has affected the wrestling industry these days? I don't even think it's just the wrestlers themselves using it, but it's also the way the company uses it. And it's not just social media, but it's all media. Because we've seen WWE will release information to companies like Forbes or Fox or whatever it is, CBS, and they'll say, or Rolling Stone, and they'll say, well, as first reported on this website, this person's returning. Like, Daniel Bryan's return could have been a huge, huge shock, right, on television if he would have just come out and said, hey, I'm returning, as opposed to him saying, hey, you already know what the news is, now I'm going to come discuss it. So the stuff like that, I think, is it's garbage. I think you want to have that element of surprise in wrestling. And when wrestlers use it, it's such a different world than it used to be. So it's hard to compare it apples to apples. Um, a guy like Coco Beware uh, used to be blind, and, and he pretended to be blind in real life. I've talked about that. I've talked about Ted DiBiase specifically going to restaurants and like driving in like company uh, or like being driven there in, in company-owned limos or rented limos, and the company giving him money to buy the entire restaurant's worth of uh, like bills, like paying the tab for everybody. Because that just looks like something he would do in a gimmick, right? Even if these people never watch wrestling, it just looks good for the character. And then you have nowadays where it's guys like, and I, I have no issue with it, but like Bray Wyatt of characters saying like, hey, send me this guy's like, you know, send me a size, I'll send six of these things over. Or like we said, Lana kind of breaking character. Um, the news about Edge coming back, not coming back. Uh, even wrestlers taking shots at, you know, their employers sometimes. It's a weird way to do it. And I don't know if I love it or hate it, but I know it's different than what we're used to. And I'm not yeah. sure where it's going to go. It's, it's really what I'm, I'm worried about. Yeah, I can't believe I didn't even talk about the, how much wrestlers are using it these days for leverage on their new contracts, right? With AEW coming up now and wrestlers going, oh, I'm unhappy here. Simple as, you know, free agent in 10 months. Like, look at Kalisto. He put a, a thing out way back when about how he 10 months before his contract ended. Braun Strowman called him out and he's like, if you don't want to be here, just go. Yeah. And he shut up. He didn't say nothing. Well, he just signed again. He just signed another contract about four months before he was supposed to come up for contract. So clearly some of these guys are doing it just to get the attention that they need to get a new deal. Some of whom are whatever. Look at the revival. They keep talking about it, but yet they won't sign anything. And then they make comments like, oh, it's time to take some time away, which is very vague. And then people are like, what the hell are you talking about? And they're like, oh, I'm sorry. I just met social media. Um, so they're teasing you. They're trolling you constantly, right? Like, it's not just about releasing the, like, I'm, I get where you're coming from with the Daniel Bryan stuff, but I don't know that I a hundred percent agree with you that it's garbage. Cause I understand why WWE does that. Daniel get, Bryan coming back. And, yeah. Well, it's a huge ratings boost. Massive. Yeah. Like, you know, that Daniel Bryan's coming in and the word is he's going to unannounce his retirement or in one case, he maybe announce his retirement whatever the case is. You are tuning in to watch that. But you I can argue crazy that though. Was that? I, I can put a counterpoint to that. If the company always has surprises, like not always, but if they consistently surprise you along the way, where it's, you know, every week or every month or every, you know, three months, whatever it is, if there's a surprise and you don't know what to expect on Raw or SmackDown or NXT or whatever it is, you'll tune in. So you don't need to be told to tune in. The, the product should just be inherently, well, people are going to tune in, so we're going to, you know, we, we can put surprises in there and they'll see it. It shouldn't be to the point where your product is so stale and, and people are so uns uh, they know what they're going to get every week and it doesn't really matter if you watch Raw, SmackDown, or whatever um, prior to the pay-per-view because it's going to be the same you know recycled gimmick stuff over and over again. And that's not to say that Raw and SmackDown haven't been better now than they were even like a year ago, right? Like we, It was really bad even at the time we, we started the podcast up. And I think it's much better now and it's consistently been better than it was. But I think the fact that they have to tell us to watch something... And that's why we'll tune in for one segment. 
isn't how it should be. You should always have people wanting to watch a show. And I'm not saying everyone would regardless, but the fact that they never give us those surprises anymore makes it so there's no reason to really watch the show. Even John Morrison's return was the most lame thing I've ever seen in my life. He just opened a door and it's just, he was there for a second, and then he just came out looking very much out of his element uh, the first time he came out with Miz again. John Morrison could have come back in the Rumble. Right? You could have easily just brought him out the Rumble and that would have been that. Yeah. Yeah, some of that, I'm, yeah, I mean, I, I hear where you're going. I mean, I, I do wish that the days of the WCW, WWE wars, where there was always something going on, and you just never knew what was going to happen, and you were flipping back and forth between channels just trying to figure out which show was going to surprise you most. I miss those days, and I don't think WWE does enough of that by any means, and you're right. They could have done that with John Morris and stuff like that. Where I'm not 100% sold is that there are some stories, and Daniel Bryan being one of them, that are so big and beyond sure. the element of surprise that you like say something else like the host of the Oscars would be whether it's you know the rock or somebody completely out of the whatever you got to tell people that yeah I, i'll agree with you happening. That not sure the Oscars or something happen, so. you know so there are some news items that are so big that you have to tell people because you know just by telling them you're going to get droves and droves of people who turn, tune into the show to see what's going on. Dan O'Brien would have been one of those. If there sure. was actually something to this Edge stuff, maybe that I would be teasing if I'm WWE, right? The fact that they haven't teased or said anything about him leads me to believe that what he's saying, which is I'm not coming back, is true. Now, there's a million other people reporting that he's coming back, so you don't know. But he's a big deal because he hasn't wrestled in, like, what, 11 years? Something like that, right? Like, if he all of a sudden is cleared and he's good to go, that's massive. Like, that's not just big. That's huge, right? So if I'm WWE, I'm promoting that, saying Edge is back. He's going to make a bombshell announcement, and you want to tune in to see what it is. But if it's John Morrison debuting, I'm holding off on that till the Rumble and just making him a surprise entrant. Like, I agree with you 100%. So, yeah, there's, there's a whole lot going on there. I just don't know if social media is helping... I just see how many characters it has completely screwed up. You know, like, look at Rollins. He was the guy everybody loved. Then he made and said some stuff on social media, opened his mouth, stuck his foot in it, and thankfully we wouldn't have, you know, because he did that, now we have the money in my side. He's a heel again. He's leading what could be a very cool faction. But his ability or inability to use social media properly led to his downfall as the most popular guy in WWE, and almost toxically, you know, whatever Becky Lynch in the process. Like, yeah. she was connected to him, right? And so it was so bad that you're like, oh my gosh, this is awful. You know, or there's people like Rusev and Lana who never stop talking on social media. Or The Revival, who I'm completely sick of hearing about. You know, I'm leaving or that, or we're doing this or that. Whatever, who cares now? It's been so much, but... We do what we do as a business because social media exists now and we get most of our stories from there. Oh, of course. So um, just talk, it's one of those things where I'm not really sure if it's helping the product or not helping the product, obviously for eyeballs. And, and we look at the YouTube stuff with Lana. And, I mean, they're going to be in event spots and this is going to drag all the way through WrestleMania because of it, because the YouTube hits so high. So, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. Like, are we going to be surprised here at the Royal Rumble now? Is there anything they could possibly throw in there that will shock us at this point? CM Punk. Because we've heard and teased all of it on social media by now, right? I mean, CM Punk alone would be pretty huge, right? I don't think it, it, you could say, like, there could be a popular ever get still. 
Uh, do yeah. I think he's going to come back? I don't know. Probably they're throwing together a random match. At least he's going to be there. I thought it was weird at first, but the more you look at it, the more it makes sense to at least get him involved. Do I get it? No. Am I cool with it? Yeah. Is he going to last the whole thing? I guess it depends on how they use it. Does he get hurt beforehand? Does he get? Does he stand outside the ring? Is he eliminated immediately in one second? Who knows? But I think it's interesting. Yeah. What happens well, if he wins? Yeah, we'll uh, we'll have to get into that in our predictions here in a second. Maybe we can go there next. But yeah, as far as social media goes, I'm at the point now where I'm wondering if there's ever going to really be a surprise. There was, a, you know, WrestleVotes, the popular, um, yeah. you know, rumor scribe on Twitter. They've actually come out and said they're like these secrets are being pretty well hidden. Like we are asking, we're digging, we're trying to find what we can find, and there's nothing. Like we, they're not letting anything out. So that leads me to believe that there's something coming that no one's seeing coming, and that's really cool because that like that's super exciting because that's so rare. Well, that's what I was saying before. One of my favorite moments. You know, the last time I can think that that happened was the, the Hardys. Yeah, well, the Hardys are one of them at WrestleMania, which is huge. Uh, and I just mentioned AJ Styles. That was what 2016. That's one of my favorite moments that I can remember in forever. And yeah. it was, and they actually messed that up too with the camera angle, which is why they released the alternate view on YouTube later. But AJ Styles debuting, I don't know, maybe because I'm such a huge AJ Styles fan, but oh man, his debut is something else. I watch that debut regularly. Like I'll admit yeah. that I'll watch it over and over again just because, uh, and get goosebumps every time. The, and and yeah. even the hardest thing, I watched it a bunch after the fact. If there, if you could have something so surprising, CM Punk's return, right, on backstage, that was done properly. Yeah. Uh, if you can have a surprise like that, where people genuinely don't know what's coming, you will get a reaction and people will talk about your product. Um, and, and I agree, like, social media kind of makes that weird. I can't remember who, it was it WrestleTalk or something that had Adam Blompier from formerly What Culture and then Cultaholic. I don't know if you know about his story, but he stepped away because of, you know, various things that he did that weren't great. Yeah, uh, I, I I vaguely know a little bit. Yeah, and he did, like, a guest, like, uh, fantasy booking of the Rumble on their on their channel. And I was like, well, him showing up is a huge deal. And having a return or, or a debut, even outside of the actual wrestling, like, you know, outside of WWE or wrestling itself, that's cool. Um, whether or not you like him or, or you hate him, I don't. That's not the point. The point is surprises sell, and I agree with you. Some things are too big that you can't keep them a secret forever. Uh, you have to kind of capitalize on it happening so you can get the most views. And it's still a business, you know. You still got to realize. I, I I talked about it beforehand with you, um, Chris Van Vliet's interview with Vampiro that was I think it was like a week or two ago. the reason we have what we have like this big man and hulk hogan love them or hate them they are through everything he did and he really he created wrestling as we know it and that's not wrestling but the, this huge juggernaut as we know it and that includes oh, even, even what you see on the indies like the whole presentation of the spectacle and and what it is the entertainment value of it this never would have happened without this big man Oh, and you can you can go farther than the wrestling industry too. You can say that he he directly influenced UFC and someone like Dana White when they bought UFC and turned it. it the way they they, did. they legitimized it by you know agreeing to all the fight sanctions and then turning it into. I was watching this on the Thirty for Thirty on ESPN the other night. When it was uh, 
Tito Ortiz against Chuck Liddell, and they, you know, Tito Ortiz was the flashy guy with all the explosions. Chuck Liddell was like the ice cold man laser, and they had their entrances reflect that, and they were building their characters. They built the characters first, and right, like that's like that's absolutely influenced by something that Vince McMahon have had done in the past, right? Like, 100%. so you can stretch it out. The 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 glitz and glamour and the showmanship of the product is why it's called sports entertainment, right? Like. It's absolutely affected so many different things that, yeah, of course, the product today is what it is. And you can't ignore the fact that the WWE knows where the bread is buttered. Like, I go back to, who was it? Zack Ryder, right? Like, yep. he was the t- the internet champion. He started all this. Like, he was the one that really showed Vince McMahon and WWE that there is a way to use social media to get yourself over without regular TV. Like, he wasn't on TV, he wasn't popular, but he became a huge star on YouTube, and people really dug him and got behind him. And that was when the light went off for Vince. He's like, holy crap, this is really a thing. And you can do and they just exploded social media after that. They were everywhere. They've tried everything. They've done all this stuff. They've they've created their own social medias. Like, yeah, like, does the network happen without all of that? And part of that, because that's That's where I was going, right? Yeah. Yeah, like he started that network be like pretty much outside of everybody else saying this is a terrible idea. Why would you do that? Even Dana White was like, Why would you offer all your products for ten bucks? Yeah, it makes no sense. You got people buying your WrestleMania pay per views for seventy dollars. <laughs> now all of a sudden they're free for a month or ten dollars a month. Like that's what you're sees all this stuff away in advance, right? And of course with all of this there's huge drawbacks. Then you got to go, okay, well, shoot, what are we going to put on the WWE network instead of the podcast? Oh, now are we, you know, taking from one to feed the other? Yeah, Yeah, you got to you got to manage it all. And that's that's the trick, getting the content and doing all that stuff. But anyway, this is a debate that could go on and on, I'm sure. Um, We have to get some opinions from people who are listening. If you have a take on this and you think, you know, you're totally up for social media being the reason that wrestling is way more popular now. Than maybe it was a few years ago, or you hate it completely, and you just try to stay off of it before big shows like this. You know, I'm curious to what you what you think. So feel free to give us your feedback on that one, or on the podcast uh, Facebook page. Let us know what you think when you listen to it. Okay, so let's move on. Let's talk the actual Rumble because uh, yeah. we sort of sort of teased it already. So let's let's go through the matches. We'll save the big you know battle royals for the end. Um, we've got the the one of the biggest matches, of course, is the Fiend Bray Wyatt versus Daniel Bryan. This is a rematch. This is Brian with his new look, the Yes Movement. I wouldn't say he's 100% back, but we're probably like 82% back to the Yes sure. Movement. <laughs> uh, um, and Bray Wyatt is starting to cracks a little bit in his ability to stay impervious to everything. WWE has potentially teased that maybe there's a weakness with this Ramblin' Rabbit stuff, that there's a way to beat him. Do you think there's a chance in hell that Daniel Bryan walks out the winner of this match? Oh, I have no idea. Um, probably not, right? <laughs> I'd say how, probably how you, not. Here's what. Here's my question. Unless you're planning on including Daniel Bryan in the main event of WrestleMania, how do you have Bray Wyatt not go into WrestleMania as a title holder? Well, the issue is there's also a pay-per-view between now and the Rumble. Or now and WrestleMania, I should say. Yeah, so you, you have room. It, it might be worse to have Ray Wyatt go in with a loss under his belt, right? So I, I'll agree with you. Uh, if they want Bray Wyatt to be that guy at WrestleMania, which it seems like they do, and I don't know why they wouldn't, right? Like, he's the top guy right now. 
the strat match stipulation is kind of weird to me. I don't really know why that's ever been a stipulation that's necessary, but I guess it's fine. Well, uh, they, they threw that in there on that one final episode of SmackDown where he ran back into the hole that he climbed out of. And Brian's like, oh, I, you can't run away from me anymore. It's sort of strap each other. It was one of those, like, let's just throw this into the bucket. Well, that's stuff, what I'm saying. It's just kind of, ra- like, random. How far back do you go with WrestleManias? Like, did you watch them when you were a kid all the way back to, like, what's the first real WrestleMania that you remember? Like, being, remember, like, being like, holy crap, this is awesome. I love these things. Like, the I go back to I WrestleMania really, 1. I mean, I watched, I mean, I've seen, like, all of them pretty much. But the ones that I like really remember vividly was like twenty on, but I saw eighteen, nineteen, and like seventeen. I saw all of these, but twenty and on are the ones I really remember. Okay, well then this might not because they they changed the formula a lot in some of those later WrestleManias. But in one, two, three, four, all of these WrestleManias, the common theme was always that the he almost always that the heel champion or the heel was just so hard to destroy and the champion always that was heel. wrestlemania one it was piper and orton uh no piper and mr wonderful in wrestlemania two was king kong bunny wrestlemania three was under the giant wrestlemania four was a tournament that was a little different wrestlemania five was macho man or any savage like there was always the bad guy he was either the champion or he was you know that thorn in your side that you just couldn't beat well that's how i see the fiend right now he's the champion that's unbeatable somebody's got to go in To me, like it just right. seems absolutely whether that's Roman Reigns or a guy, and I think it's Roman Reigns. Not Daniel Bryan. It's not Daniel Bryan to me, and they're two, three months too early, right? So I don't see how the Fiend loses here because I think he's that heel, even though he's not necessarily a heel. Everybody loves him. He's going to go into the WrestleMania totally built up to the max, unbeatable, unstoppable, but there might be some cracks, some weaknesses in there that maybe, and whoever faces him at WrestleMania is going to figure out how to do it. Like that, that just seems to be the way this is going. I could be way off, but that's just the way I view those old WrestleManias and how they seem to be building this one. And that's where I see that going, which means. Well, to isn't me that, Brock Lesnar that guy, though? Well, he is. There's two brands and two champions now, right? I guess so. It is a little different, like you said. <laughs> yeah, and because Lesnar is not around as much as some of those older guys were. I mean, that was back in the day when there were three belts, right? There was a title belt, a heavyweight title belt, there was the intercontinental title belt, and there were the tag belts. That was it. Yeah. Like, that was all there was. So And eventually you had the championship much later down the road. Right, but these guys, you built the company around those three belts, right? And yeah. every match. That's why the IC title things. was so big, because it was the workhorse title. Right, and then there was the 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 hardcore feuds between guys where the belts didn't matter because they hated. Yeah, you really yeah, didn't need the belt. The wrestling card, right? You had, yeah. So that's the deal. So what they do with Lesnar, I don't know. Lesnar, the Rumble. I mean, we can go. We'll talk about that one in the actual match itself. But so, are you picking just officially? I'm picking the Fiend hands down for me. He doesn't lose here. Um, what's your pick? I'll go with the Fiend as well. Yeah. Okay. Becky Lynch versus Asuka. This one seems to be another obvious one for me. Unless, for some reason, WWE is worried that Lynch has lost a ton of steam and they want to get it back to the point where she's chasing something. I think Lynch wins here. Easy. This one I'm not so confident on because I think Asuka has been like super hot lately. right? Becky Lynch also really sold the green mist well uh, a few weeks ago, which is cool. <laughs> Did you see the, the uh, CGI mist? 
Did you notice that? No, I didn't. Oh, oh my God. So anyway, when they're showing the replay this last Monday on Raw, because the Oscar spraying Lynch with the mist happened the Monday before, they showed a replay of that, and they superposed CGI'd a bunch of mist in the video. So it wasn't enough that she had done it. They just blasted this green fake mist in the <laughs> video. It was so funny. And I was like, oh, why did they think they needed to do that? But yeah, they clearly they felt the original wasn't quite enough spit or whatever it was. But, man, it was funny that they added that. But, yeah, Asuka's hot and Asuka I like. And Asuka I could see. I just don't know how she She'd also be a felt. heel presence, right? <laughs> Asuka too, belts, man. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> That'd be a storyline. Maybe, Maybe it's Kyrie Sane versus Asuka for the women's championship at uh, Mania. Well, can you imagine Lynch not being in that no. equation? <laughs> no, I cannot. <laughs> yeah, I just don't see it. Right, like, especially with all the things she says and how much I also don't think they should break up Kyrie and Asuka, to be fair. Trying to create and stuff, I just don't see it. Yeah. You know what? I don't think they should break up Asuka and Kyrie Sane. That was me just... Uh... no. <laughs> yeah. random suggestion. I, I said this a long time ago and I, I still hold true to this I think Asuka's a filler I think she's a fantastic filler and she doesn't get enough credit but I think they didn't know exactly what to do to get Lynch to Wrestlemania and a, a rematch for the Royal Rumble between Asuka and Lynch just made sense to them so they're like let's just do this because if sure. that was the case all along I don't think these two would be holding the tag titles right like it, they wouldn't they're going to go back to putting those two together as a dominant tag team when this is all done so um, yeah, for me, it's still Lynch. Yeah, uh, uh, man, I'm I'm so torn on this one. I really want to say Lynch, but Oscar just oof. I yeah. see what you're saying though. I totally see. But who's gonna face Lynch then? Uh, At WrestleMania, probably Charlotte. Again? Yeah. Well, didn't you see the little tea? I don't know if you watched Raw on Monday. They saw the little tease backstage. Charlotte was doing a little backstage interview for all of 10 seconds and Lynch popped her little head in there and sort of foreshadowed the two of them at some point meeting up again. And Lynch has always taken shots at Charlotte. Like she said a video backstage she was on where she was asked about whether or not she would join Rollins feud. She was asked a bunch of like Twitter questions. Yeah, she said like no, she's always individual. Yeah. Yeah, once and one was that she, if there's anything regretting about her last run or I'm not sure how the question was faced, but she threw Charlotte under the bus. She ah, that Charlotte wouldn't have even been in that match. You know what I mean? Like she's constantly poking at Charlotte, even though they're really good friends. So it's just those little hints, those little drops that I'm like, oh, they're they're probably going to be fighting again. And WWE, I'm sure of it, thinks that those two are the cat's pajamas in terms of the top of the top of oh, that I think division. So I'm yeah. saying Oscar. Oh, okay. Well, I hope you're <laughs> I right. I don't know why. It's my gut, my gut instinct, man. I don't know. <laughs> I, can't, I hope you're right, because that would be a surprise. Uh, I can't shake it. Bailey and Lacey Evans. What do you think? I'll let you pick first. I want to see Bailey versus Sasha Banks at WrestleMania. I don't know why that would like be a thing, but I want to see Bailey versus Sasha. You know what? We can see Bailey, Sasha, and Charlotte, Becky. I might want to change my answer. <laughs> that alone has maybe changed my answer. For me, this is an easy one. I think Lacey Evans is one of our first title changes of the night. No, that's I, my, that was my thought too. But then I thought about the four horsewomen. <laughs> look at what. Yeah. Well, I, well, yes, that's true. But and there may be something there. And if you do the four horsewomen thing, you don't need belts involved in that storyline. Well, no, no. Actually, all. you know what? I take that back. So Becky wins. So I'm going to say Becky, and I'm going to say Lee in a match 
You you can have the four of them fighting each other finally, right? Is uh, I don't know if I didn't say Charlotte. There's one of the it, four yeah. I didn't say. <laughs> yeah, but uh, for to me, if you're gonna do that, and I would, I'm with you. You got to take the belts out of the equation, though. Like you got to get the championships off all of those people. So okay, you so you either give it to Oscar and then you give it to Lacey Evans or. Lynch loses it later or something. Because I don't think you need a title in that situation unless you're doing it for the championship. But then you're doing a fatal four-way for the title, and I've never been a huge fan of that. And you can sell those matches without a belt. Like, you know that people will be tuning in to those four women wrestling because they think that'll be off the chain good. But right? then do you want to... They, you they will go in there to steal that show. Do you want to overshadow Lacey Evans' match at WrestleMania and Austin's match at WrestleMania? I don't know that you'll be able... I don't. I don't think you'll be able to help it. And I think if you give the title to a Lacey Evans or an Oscar or whomever, that it automatically elevates their match up to another level, even if it For doesn't sure. quite get to the four four horsewomen level. It well, does, I mean, right? Wait, would like you a Lacey Evans, whoever, Shayna Baszler, or something, right? Yeah. Well, would you agree with me that at this point, none of the four horsewomen need the belts to be legitimate stars in the company? Absolutely. I think Bailey with this current title run, minus the look change, which I think is stupid. Um, Bailey with this current title run finally looking like a legitimate, like the heel, really. That that was great for her. Sasha's great, Charlotte's great, and Becky's great. None of them need the belts. They're on the level like, you know, for me, AJ Styles or like Randy Orton, where you can put them out there in a match and that's maybe not Randy Orton now, but Randy Orton in his prime at the very least, you know, the back of the day when you had John Cena and Edge and Triple H and, and regardless of championships or not. You would watch their matches, um, and I think they've reached that point where you don't need the belt on them to really, like you said, tell the story or get people to watch the match and care about it. Because really, you just want to see, well, who wins this match? Is it Becky? Is it Charlotte? Is it Sasha? Is it Bailey? And then in that situation, even if you lose, you don't lose much, right? Like whoever the three that lose that match don't lose anything, but the winner comes in on top, looking better than the other three at the very least. Yes. A step above. Oh. That's so 100% just, how I would sell that match. I would even actually put it as a stipulation or name the match the leader, queen, king, whatever of the four horsewomen. And that's what you win if you win, right? You get to say that you're the best or the leader of the four horsewomen. You're the Ric Flair of that group, right? And just think, those women have all said that they don't need the belt to steal the show. So if you say, okay, we're putting the four of you in there, we're going to give you as much time as you want, the winner comes out, the leader of the four horsewomen. Imagine what they're willing. The whole match is sold. And people will tune in just to see it. Right? Just be like, holy crap. The... And they're all and you can sell it on both. You can have Charlotte and Becky Lynch on Raw talking about how they're the leaders and battling with each other. You can have Bailey and Sasha Banks being friends with each other on SmackDown. You have you can go over to the respective brands and, you know, cheap shotting the others at, right before WrestleMania. Like, you could really, really push that if you wanted to. And then, but that leads me back to Lacey Evans. I do think in a totally different way, WWE's pushing Lacey Evans like crazy. The fact yeah. that she's now a babyface and they're getting this whole military thing in her persona. She's got the daughter that she's really talking about a lot. Like, they're trying to make, they went from turning her into the biggest heel in that female division, women's division. I don't even know what to call it anymore after these comments Mickey Lynch made. Um, <laughs> that <laughs> that she's now the baby face of that whole entire division. Like WWE has, and you know Vince, right? Like that's Mr. Trooper 
military, do it for the troops, kind of whatever. So he loves too, right? He loves Lacey Evans. Oh, but then you know, he's a lovely dude at the Rumble. Oh, it depends on. Well, yeah, it's tough, right? (laughs) It's tough. (laughs) I think you could do it at the Royal Rumble. Give Lacey Evans a title, and then have some big heel, whoever that is. I don't know who. Whether it's somebody coming up from like Shayna Baszler coming up from NXT because she's not the women's champion anymore, coming up and challenging Lacey Evans and being like, okay, now you have your first major adversary. Can you overcome her? No one has. Right. And then you build that all the way to WrestleMania and you see if Lynch can, or Lacey Evans can hold off. Like, I mean, there's right, ways to do that, it for sure. You, you bury someone like Baszler just to get late. Like, Baszler is like the next best thing, right? So why are you going to bury her? In the Except first that season? I don't know that Lacey Evans necessarily wins that match. Well, then isn't that? I guess because you can really have a like look at Hogan, right? Like Hogan when he was the babyface, babyface forever, and he held the title for year upon year upon year. He lost sometimes. It was very rare, but it would end up in matches where he would just get destroyed, and it was either a disqualification or a countout, or he couldn't finish the match or whatever. But when it was done, what you wanted was for Hogan to come back again and get retribution, right? So if sure. you've got Lacey Evans as your Hulk Hogan of the women's division, and she's been built up to the babyface of all babyfaces, and Shayna Baszler comes in and just destroys her, and then all of a sudden, everybody wants to see Lacey Evans get her due, right? Like, mm-hmm. so you could totally sell that too. This is just throwing ideas at the wall. Who well, this is the has best a clue thing, If this yeah. is where they're going, right? They might not be going there at all, but yeah. Because Shayna Baszler is, like, legit scary. You know, she's that believable as a character that she will just destroy you, right? Yes. And I could see it. Or Rousey comes back, you know, and maybe she's Rousey a heel. Rousey would be interesting, yeah. Evans and Rousey. You never know, right? Like, there's just a lot of ways you can go. Lacey Evans or uh, Rousey and Shayna Baszler. Well, Tons that could also lead up to four horsewomen versus four horsewomen. Eventually, yeah. This is the, this is why the Royal Rumble and this Road to WrestleMania is the best time of the year because we legitimately don't know. We've talked about three matches, and we don't know what's going to happen in any of those three matches. Like, definitively. well, I th- I think I know, and I'm going to guess that I'm right with the Fiend and Becky Lynch, Lacey Evans. Who knows? But I just see they're pushing her, so it tells sure. you. And you're not going to have if you, if the Fiend doesn't lose his title. And Lynch doesn't lose her title. Someone's got to lose her title, right? So <laughs> Bailey, Bailey, so. Bailey seems like the person to lose, right? I, no offense to Bailey, I like her a lot, but she's the one that you won't be surprised if she doesn't come out the champion when this is all done, right? Yeah. So that's why I'm picking Lacey Evans on that one. Yeah, I'm. You're pushing me towards Lacey, but again, the issue is, man, do you want to do it before Mania? Yeah, I'll I'll go Lacey. And I think all right. Well, I let's think move I might stick on this yeah. all day. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, let's just move on. <laughs> Roman Reigns and King Corbin. How Roman do you Reigns. not pick Roman Reigns here, right? Like, <laughs> I, I totally respect. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, sh- no, not at all. To me, no way. King no, Corbin. I'm saying as probably far as like, been, I uh, think he's the most underrated guy on the entire roster right now. I'm not disagreeing with that, but I'm saying it doesn't matter who Roman Reigns is facing. He's winning that match, going to WrestleMania. I that wasn't well, I, I, I said that wrong. That it wasn't no, no, saying yeah, who is Baron Corbin. It's be saying who the who it doesn't matter who he's facing <laughs> because he's gonna win. Well, and this this might be the only match, maybe outside of Lacey or uh, Lynch and Oscar. This might be the only match that has built its way up to this needing to be its finale. 
You know what I mean? Like they're at the point now where somebody needs to win this thing. And it's probably Roman Reigns. And he's finally getting his like whatever. I had to eat dog food. I had to put in my hair. I had all this other crap. Like he's due to finally end this battle between the two of them. And it'll end at the Royal Rumble. So um, Roman Reigns will win here, move on to WrestleMania probably, or a match of some other major significance at WrestleMania. Um, yeah, I just don't see Corbin walking out here uh, without eating some dog food. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't disagree with that. Andrade and Umberto Carrillo for the United Sleeper States Championship. Match. That's going to be a really good match. It should be really, really good. That's really I was hoping match. the Rey Mysterio-Andrade match, the ladder match, would be better than it was. I thought it was good, but... I really was looking forward to that being like a match of the year candidate, and it wasn't for me, yeah. but it was good. And I think that wasn't because they were setting it up for Umberto Carrillo to come back. But um, this, these two guys have, like Black and Murphy did, these guys got r- unreal chemistry with each other. And, and similar this, styles to where it works. Yes. Yeah, it like should Murphy be Murphy and Black, like you said, they're both hard-hitting, um, impressive athletes. It, it was just really... A- Really looking at like the same deal where they're both high flying for a man to get to where he is now, but he, he well, is really he was good. Just, he was a, he, here's the deal he was a 205 live guy that could fly around and he's Latino. And I don't mean to be this way when saying that, but WWE has looked for and been trying to find a Latino star forever. Like they've been just turning over every rock, they tried it with um. Alberto Del Rio, they tried it, and they, the last guys they had doing that successfully really were Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio. Ever since then, they've been really looking for that guy because they're such a huge audience, and they really want to fall in love with somebody, right? So they're they're trying to find that guy, and that's where Alberto fits into all this. Like he's really good, but it, it goes to show you, like he his English is really not good, and neither is Andrade's yet. So that they're getting these kinds of pushes. Not that you need to be able to speak really good English to get a push. I'm not trying to say that. But typically that's what WWE does. Is they they want to have good promo guys, yeah. They want to have guys that can deliver promo. Neither one of these guys can do that yet. So they're pushing them anyway, which tells me they're doing it. One, because they can wrestle. And two, because that Latino audience is so big and plays such a factor. And diehard wrestling fans. Like, they are hardcore fans. Well, I mean, just the Lucha, everything Lucha, right? Like, it's just huge. There's just so much that goes into it. So I don't know, though, man. Like, I don't see Andrade losing yet because I just I think they want to build him up to be a really important heel. So I'm going to say he keeps it. But I could see Umberto winning here. Yeah, I agree with both those things you just said. I would say it's Andrade, but I wouldn't be surprised if Umberto wins. Okay, next match that I can't imagine anybody's picking Shorty to be on. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even need you to finish your sentence. (laughs) I know. How the heck do you? <laughs> not victory, like not because Shorty G's any not any good, but just because like Sheamus just came back and he's yeah, gonna exactly. be if not a top two, top three heels on SmackDown, right? Like, so you can't bring him in and then have him lose. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Okay, so those are the matches we <laughs> sort of know about. Wow, we really like started off like twenty minute discussion about the first three matches and like five minutes total for the last like five. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where do you want to go? Women's Rumble match or men's Rumble match first? Women's Rumble match is like impossible because you don't know who's. Well, going yeah, to there's it. so many people. Well, here's, I'm gonna go with. Let's just pick who we think is gonna win it. For me, 
one of two possible people, Nia Jax or Shayna Baszler. Those, those are my two picks. One, because I think that having Shayna Baszler just recently lose the title to Rhea Ripley didn't kill her, but at the same time, a big, huge win for Baszler would be massive for her. So I could see an NXT entrant getting into that Royal Rumble and winning it. And I do think Nia Jax is coming back. So she's huge and big and scary, and no one's seen her for a long time. So Nia what Jax other fall? But you could still do that and not have her win and have her make a massive impact. Well, she that's shows why up I was going to say about like 12 people, right? Yeah. So you, you still send a huge mess. So, yeah. yeah. So I'll go with Baszler. That's my pick. That's that's gonna be my pick. I'm thinking she'll get in, and I think I think she'll win it. I think Nikki Cross is interesting here, um, and I know I've, I've mentioned Ember Moon a lot, like a lot in the past, and I don't know how she would fit here. But She's injured. Seems, is she? How long is she up for? Oh, a long time. Is she really? Yep. Because like these are the matches, like this Money in the Bank stuff, like that. Where Unless like, there's something going on that we don't know about. Yeah. Because my my thought process on that stuff is always you only need the one match like this to really get someone into the limelight and give them the push they need, right? Yeah. Um, so even Nikki Cross, who hasn't looked like she's going to be anything really uh, at, at this level, despite how good she was in NXT, this could be the the pushing point. Like Santino Morello was talking about the fact that I think it was Dave Taylor or someone had told him, uh, or no, it was for it was uh, Ross Simmons. Who basically told him, like, yeah, you might be like a joke, like a gimmick character, but you're just one match away from being the champion. And he's like, yeah, I was one ma- one elimination away from winning the Rumble and going on to, like, you know, uh, main event WrestleMania. I was one pinfall away from winning the, the Elimination Chamber and becoming the world champion. So a guy like Satina Morella, if he can be even close to that, even though you knew he wasn't going to win it, uh, it, it really shows that you can push someone in this match and just immediately, like, you know, full 180, flip them into a star. And we've seen the company do it before, right? What's his name? Uh, Ginger Mahal, who was nothing. The the quintessential jobber. Left, came back, still a jobber, still a jobber, still a jobber, world champion. Right? So yeah. Nick Cross here makes a lot of sense to me. The uh, only thing that I... I yeah, the only thing that worries me, and, and it's changed since they added the stipulation that the winner gets to pick their match at WrestleMania... Is that whoever wins this, you've got to have confidence can sell a main event of WrestleMania. Unless right? you have, well, that's the thing, especially if we're saying that Asuka and Lacey Evans, or one of the two at the very least, um, is in the main event, or not, or at least in the the women's like title match. It's hard to then say, well, do you want to have Lacey Evans against someone like Nikki Cross, or would you rather have Nikki Cross against someone like Becky Lynch, right? And then it, does that match sell in itself? I don't think so. I agree with you. Yeah. Like, I, I think Lynch is really popular, but you to believe that that's a, a worthy main event at a WrestleMania. I don't know if it's a main event, though, just because like, I mean, well, I you know, even for the title, you know, like you, you're going to have to do a lot of work. I, I like Nikki Cross, but you would have to do a lot of work with her between the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania to get her to that point where you believe that she's someone that carries the torch if she could beat somehow beat Becky Lynch because you don't want to have that match. Going in knowing, well, this is really just Lynch's to win, right? Like you, you gotta buy the fact that the opponent could possibly win. Like, well, then if, I've got the answer. Then I think Becky Lynch wins, and I think Ronda Rousey wins the Rumble. 
Yeah, there's a lot to talk around that, but we haven't heard squat from WWE in terms of Ronda Rousey at all. There were early That's rumors perfect, a while though, back right? that she was in it, and nobody's talked about that over the last few Good. weeks. They talked That's, about Edgerton, they like talked that. about you know, Nia Jax, even Naomi supposed to be rumored to come back. Um, and you know there'll be some legends, if that's what they're calling the women who used is to Is AJ Lee a potential person in that match? Oh my god, I can't see it. <laughs> I mean, that'd be awesome. People go crazy, but... Not to win it, geez. but just to be in the match. Yeah, I just don't know. Like, I don't know. If you put her in there, let's say the women's match went on first, and you put her in there, what's everyone talking about now? What do you it's mean? Not AJ, it, which match went it's on? not AJ Lee. What are they going to talk about? Oh, I see what you're saying. They're going to talk about whatever happened in the uh, the men's well, match so or whoever what, won what's the match. Your immediate, what do you? What's your immediate assumption if you see AJ Lee in a match? What's the well, next CM thing? Punk. CM Punk. See CM yeah. Punk. Right. So saying, the yeah. downside of that is if you put AJ Lee in there, they stop talking about AJ Lee and they go, "Shit, we're going to see CM Punk." Well, right? they stop like, talking about AJ it, Lee and they start they stop talking about the match in general. And they start chanting CM Punk. Yes, like that. Yeah. That's the that's the potential problem with that and yeah, and then of course fair. that you got it you get aj lee degree oh we know she has no desire to do it right, right. Who, who knows right so i could see more like a bella returning like a nikki bella that would make way more sense to me than an aj lee okay uh, but again i don't see nikki bella winning i don't think you could sell her as a main event of a wrestlemania so yeah you need to be able to put somebody in there that's gonna win and then is believable enough to be like Holy crap, they're on their way now. Whether that's Nia Jax or Shayna Baszler, even Rhea Ripley, like somebody who you put in there, you're like, I could see that person going to WrestleMania, tearing the house down, and walking out of that thing with the championship. Like, yeah, I, I, that, I don't, that's I don't, who you got that, yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. And same thing with the men's, since they added that stipulation. That's why you see all these double winners, right? Like Roman Reigns has won it so many bloody times, and, you know, Batista's won it because you knew he was going to the main event of WrestleMania. And, John Cena and everybody wins this bloody thing so many times now because they got to be a main draw. And if they're yeah. not a main draw, you can't give it to Santino. He's not going to sell your WrestleMania for you, right? Be cool, but you can't sell WrestleMania yeah. with Santino Morello. So, yeah. Okay, so I've picked Baszler. Who did you pick? Did you pick Cross officially? I, pick I, picked, I picked Ronda Rousey. Okay, good pick. I think that's legit. I think there's actually, I don't know that the odds are high, but I would say maybe 30% that she shows up. That'd be awesome well, if she did. The thing, my predictions are always with like something else in mind, you know? Because like sure, the easy pick is always you'd pick Shayna Baszler or Charlotte Flair. You'd pick Roman Reigns in the Men's Rumble. You'd pick Becky to win. You'd pick Bailey to win. You'd pick Andrade to retain. You know, there's always an easy pick. But I think yeah. it's more well, fun to Charlotte's make a prediction with something. Pick, yeah. yeah, so it's more fun to make a prediction with something next in mind. Yeah, and I think that's fun for me. Okay, well then the men's matches right up your alley because there are a lot of ways you can go. Yeah, that's he's a favorite for a lot, a lot of people. The same thing until he won the North American Championship on Wednesday. Once yeah. that happened, it's like okay, well probably not now, right? But Drew McIntyre maybe. I just I'm not a hundred percent. Like I think the fans are totally behind him, and I think a lot of other wrestlers think that he's a he's a star in the making, and he, even some people probably. I know the WWE is like he's not so I don't know I think he's going to get a really good showing and eliminate a whole crap load of people but I think at some point he's going to run into Randy Orton and that feud will continue on and it won't include him winning but um I I get where you're going he's he's sure should be in the top five of people's picks because I think he's got a legit shot of 
making a major dent there. Um, I yeah, I I fear that it would be Lesnar. I don't see how that happens. I think somebody's going to come in there and at some point have a face to face, whether that's Kane Velasquez or somebody else like Matt Riddle. Somebody comes face to face with Brock Lesnar, who's had beef with him in the past, and he's the, the becomes the reason Lesnar doesn't win, which then completely makes Lesnar go insane, and, and he just targets that guy for however long it's going to take to get his you know retribution. But I don't know, man. I really don't know who who I think is going to be the winner of this thing when it's all said and done. I I want to say an NXT guy, like it'd be interesting. Yeah, is um. See, the, the takeover before is Worlds Collide, right? So it's the NXT Championship, like Adam Cole and Walter. That's not up for grabs. So there's no chance that Adam Cole could lose, lose the belt. I, he, yeah, you know what I mean? So I don't see him coming in and winning the Rumble, even though I think WWE is absolutely in love with that guy. Um, I mean, he I don't could. see him winning as the title holder. I don't see any title holder winning, which is why I don't pick Lesnar. Because although that would create a very interesting storyline, if Lesnar were to win it, come out and go, I challenge me. Right, like, <laughs> who do I, who do I pick? I can pick whoever I want. I'm picking my myself. Yeah, nobody to. I want it. That would be a very interesting storyline. So for that reason, I think he's got shot. Who I'd love to see Strowman finally get his due. Right, have Strowman Lesnar matchup at some point that they've been sort of putting off. And when they finally they did it before, Strowman lost, and I was like, what the hell? Oh, that means Roman Reigns. Have Strowman and Lesnar really ever gone toe to toe? That's what that. Yeah, I don't remember. There was so much that went on with them, and then Reigns also. They really kind of jumbled up Strowman's push, and it's, it kind of sucks because he's he's nothing now, right? Like it doesn't really matter yeah. in the grand scheme of things. But this could this could put him right back in the picture again. You know? Oh, for I mean? sure. Again, you one talk win, up, like you talk out about a guy who you might want to put right back in that picture again. You just have Strowman win it, but he's won battle royals before, so I don't know. <sighs> I'm gonna go out on a limb, and it's probably not gonna happen. But I'm gonna pick Ricochet. I was thinking Ricochet. Yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with Drew McIntyre because it. it's, it's safer for me. I think to based off what I've been saying for years that they need to push uh, Drew McIntyre. Like since he's been back, uh, I'm gonna say him. But Ricochet is not a bad call because I think he should also be pushed properly. But I, I don't know. Let's, let's put it this way: my obvious pick, if I were betting money, would be Roman Reigns. Yes. My hopeful pick that I think as an underdog shot of winning the whole thing is Ricochet, and I only think that because he went sort of toe to toe with Lesnar. And I don't know why they did that if they weren't planning on doing something else with that. Right? Like, that was just a weird thing. I didn't even think Lesnar was going to be on Raw on Monday, and then he kicked him in the groin and walked away. Like, why do that if there's not more coming? So, yeah, I don't know. But Reigns is my obvious choice. My not-so-obvious choice would be Ricochet. I, I'm with you, though. McIntyre, I think, has a shot at it. And I think CM Punk legitimately a potential to be in that match. I don't think he will be, but I think there's potential. And I think that that kind of surprise would be huge. Could you imagine if Edge came back and didn't win? I don't want him to come back or win. How's that, that work? Um, I, guess I can see him selling the WrestleMania, Rumble. though. He doesn't come back in the Rumble. He just comes back later on after the Rumble. You yeah. know? Like a, like on a Raw or a, the next pay-per-view. Or, I don't know. I don't you, want to come back. I don't care about how healthy number he thirty. Yeah, but he, we've yeah. been there, done that. Yeah, yeah, but haven't done it in a dozen years. Yeah, yeah that's what like fans nine are years. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, okay, well, that, it's still going to be good, no matter what we do here. Um, so let's fly through. We're at about the 55-minute mark, so let's fly through 
some quick news and rumors um, before we say goodbye to everybody. Uh, the big story, obviously, is that Becky Lynch has come out on WWE backstage and said, take the word women out of the vocabulary when talking about the women. We want main event matches. We want big draws. We don't need them in the titles because we think it's holding us back. Do you agree or disagree? I don't really know what the, the whole thing is. Like, it's, it's kind of weird to me. Um, I get what she's saying. You don't have to qualify things by saying, well, like, it's the best woman or she's the women's champion. Like, she's the champion. She's the champ. But I also think it's a weird way to look at it. Like, what do you call it at that point? The featherweight champion? Well, and I think and she's that doesn't work as someone like Nia Jax You don't put it. Yeah, you don't put a name on it. You just call it the but championship. You, have, you can't. Well, and and no other sport really does that. I mean, I get where she's going that by equating men to women, that men have traditionally always gotten the main spots and the women, but they proved that wrong when they made a event at WrestleMania. Every female sport that also is like WNBA has the NBA. You don't just call them the men's NBA. Like, I know that it might not seem fair, but... It's not MNBA and WNBA. You know what I mean? Like, there's a women's division and a men's division. So, you either everything and you say men's Raw Championship, or you take away women's and you call them both the NXT Championship or the Raw Champion. Like, I don't know. I just don't see how you do it. I get where she's going. Vampira basically mentioned, like, this women's revolution is still so new and fresh. Like, don't ruin it by pushing everything at once. Yeah, you know, and this is this isn't. I'm not saying you shouldn't fight for everything you have, and, and they should. And the reason they've they've gotten to where they've got is because they fought so hard to get to where they are, and they deserve to be here and and even further. You know, they are. If I watch Becky Lynch, if I you give me that four horsewomen match in the main event, and I'm watching that, and I'm excited for it more than any other match on the card, hundred yeah. percent. Or like Charlotte Flair said when talking about the Evolution pay per view, if she'd ever like to see another one, she said, "Sure, but not if it means I'm not going to be in the pay per view with the men." And I get that 100%. You know, if you're doing something for the women, but you're sacrificing their ability to do something with the men, then I get that. But at the same time, I also am not one of those guys, and I might be getting myself in some trouble here, when they say, okay, well, when you're putting the men with the women, Manon Rayom, for example, who was a goaltender for the Tampa Bay Lightning in hockey, she still needs a separate dressing room. You know what I mean? Like, you can't mix everything. It just doesn't work. It's not right. It's there's gender differences. There's separation that requires you, she can be part of the team. You can include her in the meetings. You can have all that stuff, but she needs her own dressing room. Like that's just the way that it goes. So you can't just eliminate everything. You can't just say, okay, well, there's no such thing as a man. You're there if you deserve to be there. I'm with the last sentence. You're there if. problem but i get what she's saying my issue and i'm is not so, even sure it's a problem like I, well that's what i'm saying i i, I think I that if, if i don't if, know if her issue is it's hard to say we can't speak on it and know what she's thinking and we're not qualified for that obviously and we're just two guys having a conversation so it's never going to look good no matter how we phrase it um, we should probably get somebody in here a female wrestling yeah i'd love that i'd be totally fine with that it. yeah absolutely um i feel like to separate the division, or to not separate into that kind of mix of divisions, is also a disservice to the women who deserve to have that women's division be on top sometimes, right? 
Uh, it's not so much saying it's the men's division than the women's division. I think that it's the men's division and there's a women's division. Like in UFC, the two are separate. The women can have the main event, the men can have the main event, and we've seen that in wrestling as well, where both can have the main event. Um, my my only real issue with this is the championship thing. You can't just call it the championship. You have to have a word behind it. I don't care if it's a women's championship. It could be a different name, like the Universal Championship, right? The Intercontinental, the United States. Does that make sense? Maybe, maybe not. But to just call it the championship, I think is my big gripe with it. And if the issue, I, I, I don't know. It, it's a real touchy subject. Um, well, yeah, it is. It's very touchy. You got to be careful it's, what it's you touchy. say. But- well, that's the thing. It's touchy because we're both in favor of the women and all that. But no matter how we phrase what we're trying to say, it, is, it's, it could look like we aren't. And I think we've been big proponents for them getting their pushes and them showing that they're just as good as the men. And none of that should be lost in anything that we say they may have been misconstrued. And I think that's yeah. kind of... Well, and I, I think Lynch has already sort of backtracked a little bit. Like, she's come out and she's tried to clarify the comments that she made on WWE backstage. And here's my my worry and it's supposed to be positive when i say this but if you remove the word women from stuff then there's gonna be a lot of people who just assume the word women was a negative term right that's what i'm saying yeah don't don't it's a disservice to yourself and do just like it's because it's not a negative term it is not a bad thing to be a woman in wrestling and maybe they're saying Diva wasn't a bad thing either. Like diva's always been a positive term, right? Like, and then diva kind of took that negative, like, oh, you're a diva, so it's like a negative thing. But diva was also supposed to be like a strong woman, you know, like archetype. And then that was like even like the women wrestlers now, like they say, no, that wasn't a bad word. It wasn't a taboo word. It's kind of weird that they took that away. Was the you know the butterfly belt weird? Yeah. <laughs> Does it make sense to kind of make it like a, it, it should absolutely be considered a legitimate division? And I think we're definitely in that mindset already, or at least we're trending there. Uh, I don't. I think that the issue is the comments themselves didn't really give us what we needed to hear to know what she meant by it. Yeah. But there's no all resolution. It was just an open door comment, like, "Hey, this is what I think," and then like nothing else. Well, uh, she, I'm too. I'm assuming she's looking for them to be viewed in an equal way, as in. Men and women should have the same shot at the main events. They should have the same look when it comes to drawing money. And I'm totally with that. If you think as WWE and Vince McMahon that this match will draw more than the men's match, then that's the match you go with. And I think they thought that for the last WrestleMania, which is why they headlined it. I don't think they just gave it to them because they said, well, we've never had this before. Here, women, go ahead. Like, And that, I think, is where she was going with that, is that in the history of wrestling, everybody's looked at WWE and said, or other companies, like I said, well, men typically get the favor over the women we don't want that anymore we want it only if it's fair and due and just and this is where we should be and we want to work towards that and we want the shot to get the opportunity to work i get all that but i think if you remove the word women from that then you all of a sudden go well it was associated to us and it made us look weaker and that's not what you want and that i just think that's a slippery slope that they will regret having done at some point if that's the route that they go yeah. Anyway, we'll, we should. We should we should reach out to a couple. You know, and if there's anyone listening, if you're a female and you're listening to the show right now and you really, really want to come on and you talk about this and you think this is a hot, th- reach out to us because we'll absolutely get you on and we'll chat about this with you. Um, we've talked about, I, I talked about Edge a lot. Um, so we don't probably need to revisit that one. I don't think that the Vince McMahon rumors about him at the uh, Rocky Johnson funeral are worth even getting into. I think that, when when superstar Billy Graham is your first source of what happened at that thing, I think you have to take that with a grain of salt. Um, 
he was the guy that first tried to trash Pat Patterson and Vince McMahon when he said that they went out there and made fools of themselves. Well, Billy Graham is not the most reliable of sources in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know that we need to touch on that one too much. I don't know. Is there anything major going on in AEW right now that we should talk about? They had the intergender wrestling match on the cruise, right? Yeah. But they it said was, uh, Tony Khan said he would never do that. Hey, yeah. Well, didn't take long. Technically, this isn't AEW. It's just AEW wrestlers. Yeah. Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford against uh, Kenny Omega and Rio. So, yeah. I mean, it's... I think everything can be done correctly if they do... If it's presented and done in the right way in wrestling. I don't think there are really any limitations to what you can do. And I think that the more we try and, and ignore that, it's going to be worse for us as wrestling fans. You know, we can't just... It's a whole different wrestling world. Wrestling, like you were talking about WrestleMania 1, 2, 3 and all that. Even... So your frame of reference goes back that far, right? Like, even before that. But WrestleMania 1 to 5, whatever, like, the, the formula they had there. And then I was talking about WrestleMania 20 to, like, let's say 23, 24. Let's give it, like, that kind of time frame. Those Our time frames are very different. And both of those time frames are a lot more similar than what we've seen now. Uh, it's consistently changing year after year day day by day it's changing and i think that having a match like this is possible i just don't think it has to be an everyday thing where you have a mixed match but we've seen guys like kenny omega and other wrestlers especially in like japan or the indies they'll wrestle like a nine-year-old girl or like a men versus women match or you'll have a guy wrestling against a broomstick so anything can work in this industry uh, if you do it the right way and you don't oversaturate it or, or make it something, it's also hard. Back in your day, uh, again, I'll go back to the Vampiro in, uh, interview because it was so fresh in my head. They, You can't do the same. If you have a match in England one night and then you're in the States the next time having a match, you can't just go ahead and do the same finish because everyone already saw that finish, right? People know what happened, so you can't do the same match ten times and get a different response. Yeah. Uh, it, they they tried it in WWE this year. Remember when they did all those hell shows in Edmonton and Calgary with Bray Wyatt and Seth Rollins and the multiple stops, and then they pulled that out at the Crown Jewel show? Or not yeah, Crown Jewel, well, it was the Hell in the Cell or whatever, the one before it? They made yeah. that mistake. Well, that's the so thing. Clearly, I, it they, doesn't work. Like, that's the thing. It doesn't tried. work. Yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah. So it's there's always a way to do things correctly, and it's a different way. Vince McMahon was great in the time when things were the way they were. And now with social media being such a big thing, it comes back around. You've yeah. got to kind of change. No, he had a handle on it then. And he... yeah. I'm not saying he does it now, but I think it's a big learning curve. It's a totally different world. And having a match like that in AEW is cool. I think there's no reason not to do it. But I think it's a slippery slope when you talk about, again, stuff like Becky Lynch having comments about the women's division and not being the women's division. And then does it really matter if it's a man versus a woman in a match? Because technically it's the same division. Is that not what she meant at all? I don't know. Um, but I thought that it was cool to at least see that they tried it. Even though you said Tony Khan was like, no, we're not doing it. Good for them for at least trying it. I was cool with it. Yeah. All right. Last question before we close the Monday Night Messiah. Sorry. Your, your, question. Uh, it got cut out. I, say it again. <laughs> I said, what do you think of the Monday Night Messiah? The new faction led by Seth Rollins. What are you thinking about this? Love it. Yeah. And so it's surely even if you have an issue with the fact that he's the Messiah or whatever, I it's so, it so much. Sense. Based on his look, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and it's so it much better sense. than everything he did as a baby face. 
He was so. a fine babyface. He's a much better heel. And I think this he feels more comfortable as a heel this time around than he did the first time around when he was with uh, the Authority. I think yeah. this feels more natural to him, and I'm totally fine with that. That said, I hate the fact that they took the titles off the Viking Raiders. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that bothers me a lot. <laughs> I don't know why they did that so fast. That's stupid. But anyway, I get I get the idea of pushing them as a new group and a powerful new group, but I think they did a lot of stupid things when they did that. One, taking it away from the Viking Raiders so soon. Two, teasing the idea that maybe AOP is going to be pissed off at that fact they didn't get a shot at it. Like, they're, just, they're so fresh, so new. Why would you do that right away? So, yeah. anyway. Yep, lots going on. Okay, man. Well, we, we've we've gone over an hour, so we did good. We flew through that one pretty quick. Uh, yeah. I'm totally looking forward to the Rumble. What's the thing that you are most looking forward to on Sunday? Just any kind of surprise we'll see in either Rumble match. Something some, you hope something, something I don't know. Didn't see yeah. Coming. yeah, something I, I can't possibly predict is what my, I'm, I'm most excited about. I love the fact that 29 times they're going to count down, well, maybe 28. Countdown from 5, 10 to 1, and you don't know what's coming. And that that's the best part about WWE for me all year long. So, all right, man. Thank you. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, don't forget, folks, you can catch us on anchor.fm, thesportster.com, wrestlingwriteups.com. You can download, rate, subscribe to it, tune in. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts because that really helps us out a ton. As well, we better remind everybody, and if you're around, buddy, and you want to do it, come and join me. Sound Rumble talking is live on Facebook, facebook.com backslash the sportster. Make sure you join us the minute that the pay-per-view ends. We're going live, so come on with us. Uh, Brandon, thanks again, buddy, and uh, hopefully it won't be another six or seven weeks before we talk to you again. Yeah, it'll, it'll be more consistent for sure. Awesome. Thanks, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. Uh-huh.